Now that is how a good team beats a bad team. Boston Celtics blow the doors off the San Antonio Spurs. Derek White gets some love from the crowd. I'll talk about it all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how I started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I got you covered every single day, Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcasts when they play on the weekends, with a free, fresh podcast, it's dropped directly to your device, pick up your device, open up your app, and you say, subscribe to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, and it shows up right here on your phone, whatever you're using, get onto the YouTube page. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think about the Boston Celtics decimation of the San Antonio Spurs, 134-101. If you're new to the show, I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and you can make every moment more. Because new customers get a $150 bonus, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So go check it out at fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. I'll talk a little bit about the Derek White love uh, later on. But honestly, th- this post game is it's, this is the simplest post game show that I can do because the big story of this game. Boston Celtics good, San Antonio Spurs bad. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the crux of this podcast. It's the crux of this game. That's that's how this went. The Boston Celtics are good at basketball. They went out there and they played good basketball. And the Spurs are not good at basketball. And they couldn't play at the level of the Boston Celtics. They could not hang with the Celtics and uh, that that's kind of where this begins and ends after the game, Greg Popovich talked about it. You know, he's, he said that this is, this is a championship caliber team Uh, that the quote, that's, that's what they are out. That's what they're out for. That's their goal. And they proved that once again, Joe does a great job with them. They've got good talent. They've obviously all-star talent and they've got the grit. They've got the execution and getting better all the time. That's a tough challenge at this particular time for our group. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, The Celtics went out there from the beginning. And when I say the first half was casual, it was very just kind of, like I said, they're just, we're a good team and we're going to go out there and just, yeah, we'll run this play and you, you, they played hard and they executed well. And it's like, oh, we can get anything that we wanted. That whole first quarter where Boston scored 30 and they held San Antonio to 22, Scal even said it on the broadcast. The 30 points, 30 was like, it felt like it could have been 40, 45. 
And then the Spurs on the other side scored 22. And you're like, how did they even get up to 22? And then the second quarter happened, and it felt like the Celtics said in the first quarter, oh, well, we can get literally any shot we want. We can, we can do whatever we want out there. So we don't have to play defense. Even if they score, we'll just we'll just outscore them. We'll just pummel them on the offensive end. And what happened was the Celtics gave up. They, they weren't crisp on the offensive end. If you're going to nitpick anything at all, and this really is nitpicky, they did give up 31 points in the second quarter. That's I know Scal was talking about this is a good offensive team. They play hard. They work the ball around. They they are trying to execute the way that that Greg Popovich wants. That it's a you know heavy ball movement, especially when you're not good. The key to scoring points when you're not good is moving the ball. I mean, the key to scoring points in general is moving the ball. But when you're really good, you can you can kind of overwhelm a team with your talent, right? If you've got the talent to go one-on-one, we get on the Celtics for going ISO a lot of the times, but they can do it from time to time. They got Tatum, they got Brown, other guys can do it. And so, but the the best way to score, obviously, is moving the ball, moving the defense. But when you're a bad team and you don't have that level of talent, that's kind of like the only way you can score. So the Spurs do play a style of basketball that if they put it together, can look pretty good. They can look decent on on offense, especially if they go play like a bad defensive team. If you go play one of the, the bottom five defenses, that Spurs offense, you if you're if that's the game film that you're watching, you look at that and you go, wow, whoa, whoa. When did when did they get to be this good? How how did this, you know, they they move it, man. They they penetrate, they they cut. But against the good defense like Boston has, it's it's a lot tougher. And the Celtics just decided in the second quarter, ah, we're gonna we're just gonna cool out here on the defensive end. And then on the offensive end, as Joe Mazzula said, we threw passes off of each other's face. And you know, that led to transition buckets. You lead to some transition buckets, they get to pile up some points. It gets a little out of control, but Let's be honest. The starters played three quarters. There's a good chance that one of those three quarters, just in a normal NBA flow, like I know in a perfect world, that third quarter was 40 to 23. It would have been 40 to 23 in the first, second, and third, right? And it would have just been 120 points at the end of the third quarter. And you you just blow them just to the fact, like, the fact that it's 134 to 101, the game wouldn't have even been that close. But that's that's not how it goes. We know that's not how it goes. So one of these quarters was going to be, I don't know, a little iffy. That was the second quarter. If they if they went out there and put that 40 to 23 quarter in the second, the third would have been just kind of coast until you get to the fourth and then whatever. Because it was a 40 to 23 third quarter and the Celtics went off. Joe Mazzulla sat everybody in the fourth quarter because they they trended so highly. It wasn't like a downward trend, right? Where you you put let's just pretend flip it, right? So it's 70 to 45 at halftime and you're up by 25 points 
And then you kind of coast and you go into the fourth quarter up 21 and it's like, well, or up whatever, 20 something, whatever it was. Then the feeling is a little bit different, right? The feeling's like, well, they might get a little confidence and you don't want to give them any confidence. But when it's the other way around and that third quarter was 40 to 23 and it went from, what was that? A 12 point lead to 30 plus that game was a wrap done. Sit everybody down. There's no chance that this is going to change. Um, and that that's how you want the flow of this game to go. Let's get into that third quarter a little bit more. Let's get into the star power of this game and go through some individual performances before we get to the Derek White stuff. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and the NFL season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. Right now, new customers, if you haven't joined yet, even after all I've said, maybe this will get you to do it. You get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. This app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. You can do live same-game parlays. You can find bets in their new Explore tab. They kind of put some bets out there for you that you could make. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and plenty, plenty more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. Ooh, that's a pun. Uh, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel's uh, official partner of the NFL. I will ask you, they do have these tools on FanDuel to set your limits so you can make sure that you're gambling within your means and you can go ahead and gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On Sports today. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Put it on. Leave it on in the background. Leave it on your TV. It's better than all these other sports shows, the sports networks. They do all blah, 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 like debate stuff. No one's actually discussing anything anymore. We're discussing. We're talking. We're enhancing. It's not just pick a side and yell at each other. So check it out. Locked on sports today. It's going to be your new go-to there on YouTube. All right, back to this game here. The third quarter thing of beauty. And the best part of the third quarter was, I think it's the star power. The Celtics went out there and beat the, uh, the Spurs 40 to 23. Like I said, but it was Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum doing the bulk of the damage and it's just nice to see in that situation the stars stepping up and saying, okay, we, we're going to be the ones to put this thing away. Jalen Brown, third quarter, 16 points, 5 of 7 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3, 4 of 6 from the line, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And that one steal... Uh, and one of those assists were that play to Derek White, where Jalen steps up into the passing lane uh, as the Spurs were in the backcourt trying to bring the ball up. He comes in, gets the steal, gets it over to Derek White, hammer. This is like halfway through the third quarter, and that felt like the exclamation point. It was just like, boom, done. That's a wrap, folks. So Jalen, 
really, uh, the Jalen Brown game was phenomenal. Once again, Jalen Brown uh, is playing his absolute best basketball of his life. This this has gone beyond trend. He at the beginning of the season he was figuring things out, right? He was kind of playing the old way and it looked like okay, he's slow to kind of get with the rest of the team. But you knew that he he had some other level to reach. And I was certainly critical of him. I was very critical of Jalen early because I knew he had this other level to reach. Here he is. Once again, I cannot emphasize enough. Look, I'm going to be fair to Jalen Brown and people maybe don't think I was fair to Jalen Brown, but I think what fair is, is criticizing him for not doing what I think he could do. And now that he's done it, effusive praise, because this is exactly the type of guy that I thought he could be. Now he's playing this way and it is spectacular. Jalen Brown, uh, like the, in the Toronto game, I know it wasn't perfect. Uh, and I, you know, he had a few of those turnovers, but it's not always going to be perfect. But in this game, it was as great a Jalen Brown game as you're going to find 24 points on nine of 13 shooting. He played 26 minutes. That's it for 24 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, just two turnovers. Uh, I think one of them was like on an inbounds pass uh, that just got tipped away, not uh, uh, trying to entry, entry pass into the post. Uh, and then another one, like whatever. Again, these high usage guys, Jalen Brown, two two turnovers, three turnovers. That's par for the course with high usage guys. So not a problem there at all. Plus 26 on the game for him. Beautiful game by Jalen Brown. Beautiful game by Jalen Jason Tatum. 25 points, six rebounds, two assists, two blocks, three turnovers. Not a big deal. 10 of 17 shooting, five of 10 from three. From three. Uh, a few of those five were catch and shoot. The thing I liked most about Jason Tatum's game was that he wasn't actively searching for his three-pointer. I wrote this on Boston Sports Journal on Friday. I think the biggest issue that the, the worst habit that Jason Tatum has is searching for his three-point shot. It's something that he did last year and uh, I thought was a, a problem because early on in games, he when you're searching for your shot, it's always like pull-up jumpers, pull-up three-pointers. And in this game, he shot 50% from three because he was uh, – it was catch and shoots. I think his first two or three three pointers were catch and shoot three pointers. That those are easier. Those are he doesn't get those enough. He doesn't take those enough. I should say, getting those to fall, getting those catch and shoot opportunities first, then the pull ups start to fall later. So Tatum got him got the three point uh, shot to fall and had a, a great game because of it. Team best plus thirty two. In this game, but that third quarter, it was Jalen with 16. It was Tatum with 10, 26 of the 40 points. The rest was spread out. Porzingis had a nice quarter. Derek White hit a couple of shots. That dunk, like I told you about, uh, Pritchard had uh, had a bucket. I think it was at the end of the third. That was the one at the end of the third quarter. Uh, so they they just that third quarter was was beautiful. It was spectacular all the way around. Uh, they shot 55. percent 
They were four of 11 from three. They got to the line six times. They held San Antonio to, to 41% shooting, two of 10 from three. Uh, they won it by 17. This was just, this is where they broke the game open. It was a 12-2 beginning to the third quarter. And, and that was, that was really important for them because that determined whether this was going to be the type of uh, good team over bad team game where good team kind of coasts until the fourth quarter and turns it on in the fourth quarter and then flexes in, in garbage times the last six minutes versus that 12-2 run. You come out of the, the break, you're up 12. Next thing you know, you're up 22 in a blink. And that sets the tone there. That was, we're not waiting around for fourth quarter garbage time. The entire fourth quarter can belong to the rest of the team. And you get guys, and to me, I've said this before, I will say it again. I appreciate so, so much when a good team does it like this, rather than does the okay, we're going to get a lead, maybe a double-digit lead, but we're going to kind of like mess around with it. They're, the the announcers are going to start saying things like, oh, the Spurs still hanging around, can't shake the Spurs. And then it'll be the fourth quarter where they do the 12-2 run, and then it's the last six minutes of garbage time. I appreciate when they give guys the extra minutes because now you get Lamar Stevens' seven minutes of run. You got Shvi Mikhailuk eight minutes of run. This was not a good Namayash Keda game. He gets a few minutes still to stay fresh and kind of stay, keep him in rhythm, keep him feeling good. So he gets a few minutes there in the fourth quarter. Delano Banton gets 10, 10 minutes, some decent playing time. I appreciate those guys getting these end-of-bench guys, the stay-ready crew, those 10, 12, 15 minutes, whatever it is that they can, because those are important minutes. Those are important to keep those guys get, you know, engaged, give them the opportunity. I'm sure like individually, they, they enjoy the fact that they've been given an entire quarter to at least show out, right? Like show a little something. Maybe that's where you get your, uh, impression on the coach to say like, yeah, I've shown all this in practice. Here's me in a game. Or maybe it's, you're just showing up for another team. Like these end of bench guys, they're always looking for another opportunity somewhere. Lamar Stevens might not be on the team next year, you know, might not be on the team by the end of the season, who knows, but those guys getting these opportunities, that's important. Derek white was kind of one of those guys. Once upon a time his his rookie year. He was a G leaguer. And now here he is, back where it all started, getting chance. White's an all-star. Let's talk about those chants. Let's talk about the love he was shown at San Antonio. Greg Popovich's comments, all of that stuff coming up. Today's show brought to you by our good friends over at Prize Picks. They have the best daily fantasy game going. Why is it the best? Well, it's because. It's you against the projections. You pick two to six players. If you pick six, you don't even have to get all six right to get some of your money back. If you get all six right, you can get 25 times your money back. So that's fun. What they do is they set the projections. Jason Tatum points. Let's say it was 24. Or let's say it was against the Spurs, it was probably like 27, 28. 
more or less. Well, if you pick less, then you would have won. And if you do that with all your picks, congratulations, 25 times your money. You can do that with basketball. You can combine it. You can pick a football player's, a quarterback's touchdown passes, a receiver's touchdown catches, uh, yards, all that, whatever they set the projections at, you can pick. Uh, You can get into uh, their uh, community plays and play against some famous people. They have famous people playing prize picks uh, like Meek Mill. Uh, They have a reboot policy. It's the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy. So if your guy goes down in the first half, doesn't come back, rebooted. So that that's safety. That's that's peace of mind. So go check it out. It's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. If you're on YouTube, it's right at the bottom of the screen. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use that code locked on NBA, all lowercase. You'll get a first deposit match up to $100. So whatever you deposit up to 100 you use that code locked on NBA, they'll put that same amount into your account. So check it out. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Prizepicks, it's daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out uh, my good friend Jeff Garcia over at Locked On Spurs to get his take on this game. We have a locked on for every team. So check out the other side when they have, when we're, we're you know, watching these games, there's Celtics and whoever they're playing. So locked on Spurs, locked on Thunder coming up. So always good to get the other side of the story and their perspective on things. Let's get back over here to finish this off. Derek White, who it it was, you know, decent game, decent game for Derek White, seven of 11, 17 points, five assists, three rebounds, no blocks, no steals, nothing crazy. Not that he didn't play good defense. It was just a generally good, pretty good Derek White game. Not standout game, nothing like crazy. Not a big revenge game, even though I don't think there would be revenge on his mind. The Spurs love him. Greg Popovich loves him. Like the, the, Popovich loves Derek White. The, the Spurs love Derek White. They, they didn't want to trade him because it's like, ah, oh, we're done with this bum. Popovich speaks glowingly about Derek White. Like after after the game or before the game, he was talking about how like he he was he would try to instill the confidence in him because he didn't believe because Derek White didn't believe in himself quite to the same level that Popovich did. And Derek White talks about that. Popovich believed in him in a way that that Derek didn't even believe in himself. So about four and change left to go in the game. And all of a sudden there's a free throw. I forget who was at the line. And you start to hear whites and all-star whites and all-star cut to the Celtics bench. Jalen Brown is doing the clapping. Uh, Al Horford is clapping against his leg. Sam Hauser is clapping. Drew Holiday's behind him kind of like chanting along and like smiling and clapping. Porzingis is like, what do they say? And Sam Hauser explains it to him. And Porzingis dives in with the chance. And O'Shea Brissett is waving his arms, telling people to get louder with it. It's a fun, amazing moment. Think about how many Celtics fans, Celtics fans travel. Well, they're everywhere. They're all over the place. Every arena you go to, it's going to be full of Celtics fans somewhere. So, 
the chant goes up and Derek is his usual self. He's just kind of like slinking down and just like, oh yeah. The funny thing about Derek White is in front of the cameras, he's like, oh yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just just happy to be here. In the locker room on the floor, he's talking like he's like any other NBA player. He's yelling, he's loud, he's he's like a different person when it comes to like being on the floor, being with his teammates. Even when the media's around in the locker room, and he's like, you can see him, he's talking smack to his teammates. He's he's like just a normal basketball player. And then he gets in front of the cameras and he gets a little shy in front of the cameras. And he's always like very like he always says the exact right thing. But it was just fun to see that love over there, uh, back where this all started, where he starts off his rookie year in the G League. In his second season, he says that, you know, I started to believe that I belong. And then, you know, he has a couple more years and he plays well. And and now in Boston, just exploding. And and Popovich said that his his confidence has exploded, literally, quote, from Greg Popovich. And that's that's where the contrast between Derek White, San Antonio Derek White, and Boston Derek White, who has shaved his head, is like a nice line of demarcation. Uh, bald Derek White, which, hey, I'm just saying, like, you get around me in the meteor scrum, and he's like, oh, wow, bald looks good. I mean, that's that's the only explanation, right? <clears throat> it's the only explanation. Stop contradicting me. So anyway, to see him as good as he is now and to have that contrast with where he was in San Antonio is, is just a nice kind of like, I don't want to say full circle, but he, he is a candidate for the all-star team. Is he a great candidate for the all-star team? Look, the, the East has a ton of guards and there's, there's five or six we've talked about on this podcast before. There's probably five or six that deserve it, probably ahead of Derek White, at least at least five. And then then you're starting to get like, you know, me saying like, well, Trey Young's a net negative, and maybe I'll choose Derek White over Trey Young. Like, okay, then you get to that level once you get down to five. But regardless, it's gonna be tough. It'll be tough for Derek White to make it. We all know that. It's he's not gonna get voted, and that's for damn sure. We know that he might not get chosen by the coaches. He might end up being an injury replacement. If he gets there, he's most likely going to have to be an injury replacement, but who knows? Who knows? It's there's still uh, plenty of time here for something to change. Who knows what's going to happen, but regardless of whether he makes it or not, the fact that he is, I think he is legitimately in the conversation. And, like as long as you say he's in the appropriate place in the conversation, he's still in the conversation. And the fact that, you know, here we are and in San Antonio and people are making, you know, chanting that and you could hear it on the broadcast and the bench is, is, you know, jumping in. That's just, that's just fantastic. It's amazing to see. It's, it's a fun thing. It's a fun element to the game and just good for Derek white. He deserves that love. Funny moment with him and Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> where Wemby gets the the breakaway, 
and Derek White's chasing him down. And Scowl's like, oh, Derek White! Like, like he was going to go and challenge to try to block Wemby. <laughs> so what, after the game, Derek says, I was hoping you would dribble it one more time. He wasn't going to time it, so he tried to block it. Direct quote from Derek White after the game. I'm not an idiot. So he was trying to go get the strip. And he was hoping that Wimbayama would dribble it one more time. Because a normal person would expect him to dribble once more. But it's Victor Wimbanyama, and he picks up his dribble at the freaking three-point line. Takes two steps. This wasn't a travel. A legitimate two steps. The second step is at the bottom of the dots. Jesus Christ, man. Your first step is beyond the three-point line. The second step is at the bottom of the dots. And then he floats in. He picks the ball up over his head. So the ball is like three Derek Whites high now. And White just kind of like casually ducks and runs away. Because there was no way. You're not challenging that shot. No one's challenging that shot. And Wimby just kind of floated down and dunked it. Dunked it almost as he landed. So crazy. What a wild moment that was. He is a weird guy to watch play. Oh, but anyway, shouts to Derek White. Shouts to the Celtics for just a nice, solid, good win. Good win. Good team beats bad team by a lot. It's exactly what you want. Now, good team goes to face another really good team. The Oklahoma City Thunder are good. This is going to be a great test. The Thunder at home. This is a game. And I guess one final note. Shout out to the Celtics for not overlooking this game and looking ahead to the Thunder game. Because that was very, that very possible. Like this, I didn't mention trap game at all, but this could have been a trap game. Play two games at home, two tough games. You got the Thunder coming up. Very easy to look past the Spurs. They didn't look past them at all. So that's, probably should have said it at the beginning. But Thunder coming up, that's going to be a fun, fun game. So I'll be here all week long because that's what I do, Monday through Friday. And then when the Celtics play uh, on a weekend night, on a on a game where on a night where I wouldn't normally podcast, like for example, they play this Friday night against the Utah Jazz and on Saturday against the Indiana Pacers. So guess who's podcasting every day this week? This guy. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Seven days of podcasting in a row. Plus, I guess that takes me into the next week. So I'm podcasting uh, for another. I guess they get next Friday night off. So, wow, I'm podcasting a lot. 13 times in the next 14 days. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I'll be here for you. Watch the show on YouTube. If you're one of my everydayers, if you're with me Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday and whenever I'm podcasting, love you so much. Shout out to you. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Hope that 2024 is an amazing one. Please make it an amazing one for me by sharing the podcast. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.